Amen. How many is ready to dive into the Word of God this morning and go on a journey where God's going to take us this morning? Um, I uh, had been in a, a mini, I guess it's been a series, on, on uh, understanding the Holy Spirit. Y'all been, have y'all enjoyed that, understanding the Holy Spirit? Hopefully you've, I'm going to really, um, this is not a part of that, but I was praying about after, when you're really truly have been baptized with the Holy Spirit in your life, and I'm going to show you the importance why that is, and, 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 and why there's so many misconceptions of what, when, when you say that. But anyway, um, we're going to talk about a topic this morning that everyone deals with, and, and we're living in a day and hour right now where people are just searching to be happy. They're just looking for something to make them happy. You know, am I the only one that sees that and hears about that? And so um, we're going to talk about that this morning and relate it back to why it's important that the work of the Holy Spirit is operating in your life. Because there's a key to deliverance in these areas. If you're not happy, there, there's a reason why. And we're going we're to talk about that this morning. But let's pray that God blesses the word this morning. God, I want to thank you again for an opportunity that we all have to come into your house and to just to just lift you up and but God now we are we're we're prepared God we prepare our hearts prepare our minds to begin to just set at your table this morning and begin to eat from the table that you have prepared for us God that God that whatever you lay out I pray that Father that we would receive it this morning with a heart of hunger with a heart of passion God and and I pray that God that the word as your word says, that it will go forth with power and authority, and it, and it will set us free. And God, that's what my prayer is this morning, that this word will set people free this morning in areas of their life. And maybe there's some people this morning, Father, that are here that, that don't even know that, God, there's things in their life that they need to be free from. But God, I pray that the word will expose it, bring it to light, and God, they can be completely, totally free in Jesus' name. We pray, amen, and amen. Thank you, Pastor David. Wasn't worship good this morning? Oh, my goodness gracious. Wow. Wow. It was powerful. And uh, uh, Dave, you all be prepared to sing that new song at the end again, if you can, if that's going to mess you up. If it messes you up, that's okay. Just be messed up and do it again. All right. <laughs> How many wants to be messed up and do it again? All right. All uh, right. As I was sharing, we're living in a day and hour right now um, where people are just not happy. They're searching and looking for all different kinds of things, and they're doing extreme things. We're living in a, a culture, living in a time where we see crazy stuff just happening. And my mind is thinking, why do people do this? Why are people not happy with who they are? Why aren't they satisfied with who God made them to be. The Bible says that we were all created in his image. Am I correct on that? And if we're created in his image, then why are there so many people that are not happy? And I'm noticing that people are going to extremes just to be happy. If they don't like something about their physical appearances, they're just going to try to get it fixed and, you know, whatever. Or maybe if they don't, you know, they think if they just get a new car or a new house, or, or they get to get a new spouse, it's going to make them happy. And we see it 
all across the board. And so, it, but it's kind of out of control. And, and, and I'm, I'm asking myself, the question is, is, is what can we do? So this morning, I am going to just share a very, very practical standalone message. And we're going to talk about God's plan for fun is joy. Okay? That's his plan for fun. Because God wants you to have fun. He wants us to have a great time. Trust me. You know, I want to have fun. And so, and he wants you to have fun. But, but we're going to talk about maybe a difference there. Uh, between happiness and joy. Because it reminds me of a story one time that I heard. It's a true story. It happened about 1982. A guy by the name Larry, he wanted to just be happy. He wanted to have fun. And uh, he had a life dream. He lived out in Long Beach, California, right next to the LAX airport as a little boy, and he would watch these planes just come and go from that airport, and he always had a dream. He thought, I could be happy if I could fly up there one day, if I could be a pilot and go up in the sky. I just want to know what it would be like. I would be really happy if I could do that. And so after he finally grew up and graduated from high school, he, he went on and he enrolled or enlist, enlisted himself in the uh, Air Force, and after he enlisted, he went in, but sadly, after they checked his eyesight, I guess and you have to have good eyesight to be a, uh, an airplane pilot, and, and, and they found out his eyesight was, was bad. He couldn't be an airplane pilot. He got so discouraged, he almost went, in, well, he really went into depression. So he finally had to spend his miserable few years in the military there, in the Air Force, with no hope ever being a pilot. And so he finally finished, and after he got out, he moved back to the same location that he was as a little boy, right next to the LAX airport, still dreaming. He bought himself a chair, lawn chair, set it out there, and just watched those planes come and go, dreaming, thinking, I, it just, I'll just make me happy if I can go and be a pilot. So one day he gets this incredible bright idea. Probably wasn't a bright idea. It was a stupid idea. He, he, he went uh, to the Army surplus store with him and his friends and his, and his girlfriend at the time, and they bought 45 helium balloons, okay? And he got him a lawn chair from the Walmart or Kmart probably back then, and he set it in the yard, and they filled all these weather balloons up, 45 of them, with helium they tied it onto this lawn chair, and they tied and secured the lawn chair down on something on the ground so it wouldn't take off. And he thought, you know, all I want to do is go up in there a little piece. And so he got himself a six-pack of Bud Light, <laughs> two sandwiches, and a BB gun. He thought, no big deal. I'm going to cut the lines. I'm going to float up in the air on this lawn chair and just drink a beer and eat a sandwich and just have fun and, and fly over Long Beach, California, just above the rooftops. Well, plans didn't go as he thought. He just thought he was going to go up like 100, 200, 300 feet. So what happened was the more they would tie on these helium balloons... It started creating pressure, and the, 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 the lines that was holding the, the lawn chair down on the ground snapped and popped like a gun. I mean, it went up like a rocket. And he shot up in the air in this lawn chair. He didn't max out at 300 feet or, five, or even 1,000. He shot all the way up to 16,000 feet in the air. Oxygen was low. True story. Googling. Google don't lie. <laughs> He's called, launch. 
He's called Lawn Chair Larry. But anyway, here he is, finally 16,000 feet in the air. It finally levels off. Now he's in trouble. Oxygen's low. Temperature's cold up that high. And to make it worse, he's right in the path of the LAX airport runways. Back then, TWA was running, and they passed by and saw this dude sitting in a lawn chair, floating in the air with balloons. They radio and said, there's a guy floating up here in a lawn chair, eating a bloaty sandwich, drinking a Bud Light, holding a BB gun. What should we do? True story. Here, and now he's panicking. He doesn't really know what to do. And so all these airplanes are flying by, people looking out the window at this lawn chair. Larry's sitting out there in his lawn chair. And so he, fi- he finally says, I'm going to have to shoot some of these balloons to get myself back down. But he was afraid if he shot too many the wrong way, he would tumble out of the chair. 16,000 feet. And so finally he starts shooting away at these balloons. And so he starts coming down, descending Hallelujah. And he finally gets low enough back to the earth that now, but as he would shoot these balloons, the lines would fall down to his side. I don't know, 10, 20 feet below him. And the lines, as he was coming in, got caught up in the electric lines below. Now he's hanging there, causes a big surge, and over 20,000 people loses electric, all because Larry... Just wanted to be happy and have some fun. Finally, they get him to the ground, and the authorities arrest him, and they find him. And, uh, and they ask, and by the way, he won the Darwin Award for the stupidest human trick ever. <laughs> so now, and on all the reports, asking, Larry, what were you thinking? Why did you do this? He said, well, sometimes a man just, he just can't sit around and do nothing. He's got to have some fun in his life. And I wanted to have my lifelong dream come true, and it happened. I didn't intend on going that high, but it happened. But my point is this, is everyone wants to have fun. And that was Larry's sort of fun. Um, But anyway, well, let's talk about God's plan for fun. Because I want to talk to you, is it possible that people are looking for happiness when it really should be joy? I remember Wednesday night, uh, Melissa Nocera spoke Wednesday, one, one Wednesday night. It was powerful. And Mariah Campbell last week, where are you at, Mariah? You're somewhere right there. Amazing. But I noticed, and the reason why I'm sharing this is really from you two. And, and I thought about it because they both had the similar stories, but completely different. I mean, what, what happened, but they both ended up with the end result. And they kept saying this, I would try this and it didn't make me happy. I would try this, and it didn't make me happy. Melissa even went as far as saying she was, she was putting the pressure on her husband to make her happy. And, and her husband couldn't do that. It was unfair what she was doing to him. And by the way, listen to me. It is not your spouse's responsibility to make you happy, church. Shame on you for doing that. You, it, it, they will never be able to make you happy. And, she, and then she was looking to her children, thinking, well, I got kids now. Maybe they'll make me happy. She was trying everything. Mariah was sharing the same similar story. She, they tried everything they could try. Nothing seemed to satisfy or make them happy. But when they completely surrendered their life to Christ and allowed God to come in and do a transformation in their life, then all of a sudden something happened and there was a satisfaction there. 
Because happiness will never satisfy you. And so let me give you this truth this morning. Happiness is not the answer to your problems. It's joy. So now let's talk about where does joy come from and how do we really get joy. And we're going to go back to why it's important that you are filled with the power of God, why you're filled with the Holy Spirit, okay, as we go along. Because whenever you are baptized in the Holy Spirit, you know, Paul specifically said, and we learned last week, and I'm going to show you at the end as well, that, that, that we need to be baptized into Christ. There's three baptisms. Then be baptized into water, right? And then to be baptized in the Holy Spirit. But every time we talk about that, people get weirded out, and they get goofy with that, and they don't want anything to do with it. And that's, don't do that. And I'm going to show you what reason why. But anyway, let me show you four things here about joy, because this is what happened in Mariah's life. This is what happened in Melissa's life. They found a joy in the midst of maybe all the stuff they were going through. So let me give you four things this morning. I'm going to keep it as simple as possible. And I want you to get this this morning because I really believe there's some of you that, that maybe you're there and you've been searching and looking and you're, you're just not happy. If you're not happy, I'm going to show you the reason why you're not happy this morning, okay? So number one, joy and happiness are not the same. They are not the same. And the reason why they're not the same, happiness depends on circumstances. You understand what I mean by that? So in other words, if, if, if this happens, it didn't make me happy. <clears throat> if I could just buy a new house, that would make me happy. If I could just go on a vacation, that would make me happy. Or if I could just buy a new car, that's what's going to make me happy. You understand what I'm saying? Happiness depends on circumstances. Or if, I, if you're not happy with something, then you just think you've got to change something, and that's going to make you happy. I'm going to tell you something. You'll, you'll be changing all of your life. Nothing is ever going to satisfy you. Let me show you the difference between happiness and joy now. Let's go to joy. Joy is a, the, the difference between joy and happiness here. Let me, let me give you this. Wait, joy doesn't depend... Okay, now watch. It doesn't depend on circumstances. It's constant. Joy is constant because its source is constant. I'm sorry I didn't put that up there, and I thought I did. Sorry about that, Dana. You were right, and I'm wrong again. I'm sorry. But anyway, but joy is constant, and it can only come from a constant source. And you know who the constant source is? It's Jesus. When you are connected to the one who's constant, then all of a sudden joy's going to come in, and that's what happened. You disconnected from everything that you thought that was going to make you happy, Mariah, and you finally connected to the source. And when you finally connect to the right source, he's constant, and guess what comes with him? Joy comes with him. That's the reason why Paul said it this way in James. Now I'm on right track. Thank you, Dana. Sorry about that. In James chapter 1, verses 2 and 3, he says, my brethren, count it all joy. How can we count it all joy whenever your life's falling apart, when you're faced with trials, when you're faced with all kinds of junk going on? How in the world can you count it all joy when you fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience? Because when you're connected to your constant source of joy, it doesn't matter what you face, you're going to have joy still alive in your life. It's not going to mess you up. In Philippians 4, verses 4, it says, Always be full of joy in what? In the Lord. I say it again, rejoice. And so the reason why many people, they don't have joy is because they're always chasing after things that they think that's going to make them happy. 
And, and, it, and we constantly do that. Well, if I could just change the way I look, I'll be happy. And, and listen to me. Please be careful with social media. If you want to live your life depressed, just look what's going on on there. Because there's going to always be somebody post something that you can't do that you've always wanted to do. And it's usually on vacation. Or it's usually buying something new. Or it's usually they're saying, look what, we just bought a brand new house and you go home and your house is barely standing. And you're like, God's not blessing me, right? But what's happening, you're throwing yourself in what you think will make you happy. You know what? No matter what house that you buy, there's stuff going to have to happen to it. Trust me, you're still going to have problems with it because it's man-made, and as long as it's man-made, it's going to de- deteriorate. You're going to have to need a new roof. You're going to have to need a new air conditioner. What? You know what I'm saying? But, but people think that if they could just get this stuff, then they're going to be happy. But what we need is a constant source of joy. So no matter what, if, if you got the joy living inside of you, it doesn't matter what post you look at say, praise God, it's not about that. You know, and I saw a picture one day, a guy who, who, who had nothing, a poor, a broken man who had nothing, and a billionaire, and they, and, and they built the graves, and both graves looked exactly alike. Have you all seen that? I thought, that was powerful. And you see, that's what happens when you're building your dreams and hopes on, on happiness rather than joy, rather than joy. And so let me give it this to you. Uh, the only thing constant in our lives is the Holy Spirit. What I, what I was sharing a few weeks ago for this past couple of weeks is the Holy Spirit. And that's where joy comes from. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, guess what you get with that? You get joy. And I'm going to show it to you here in just a moment. So number one, number one, joy and happiness are not the same. Joy is constant. Happiness is not. So again, if you're here and you're really not happy, th- th- there's a reason why. And, and, and that's the first one. That's the first one. Uh, joy and happiness are not the same. Now, because happiness is based on conditions and joy is constant because it comes from a constant source, which is God. Now, here's the second thing about joy. Joy is also the antidote for depression. Yeah. And the reason why I put this up here is because I struggle with depression. And I truly... <laughs> If you're here and you're struggling with depression, I'm going to show you some things that I did to come out of it. Because listen, the doctors will say that there's no cure for depression. Right? There's a negative. And that's like, okay, am I going to receive that or what's going to happen here? But let me show you this. Sadly, Larry thought that going going in the sky and flying in the sky was going to make him happy. If If it made him happy, if it really made him happy, why? Did he, a number of years later, go deep into a woods and take a gun and kill himself? Think about that for a moment. But he thought, he told everybody, I'm satisfied, I'm happy, I fulfill what's going to make me happy. Uh -uh. Circumstances will never, ever satisfy you. You could buy all the houses you want. You could buy all the nicest cars you want. You You could get married to... Billions of people. I'm telling you what, nothing will ever satisfy your soul but Jesus. That's it. That's it. And I'm going I'm to prove it to you here. So, again, 30, 38 million people have been diagnosed with clinical depression. Matter of fact, it's the second leading cause of disease and hospitalization in the U.S. next to heart disease. Now, if I'm incorrect on that, Doc, let me know. 
but it's pretty much, it's the, it's the second leading cause of hospitalization depression. We have people depressed all over the place. They're not hard to find. I guarantee you there's some of you here this morning, you're struggling with depression. Maybe a low-grade depression. I'm going to show you this morning, you don't have to struggle with it. You don't have to live with that. And what I did was, is when, I, when I struggled with depression, it became about me. And, and, and I'm going to talk about that here in just a minute, but I want to get ahead of myself. But let me go ahead and give you this, this, this key thought here, or um, this scripture, because most professionals will say there's no cure for depression. And that right there is depressing alone. Seriously, the, the doctor made me more depressed when I went to him and he diagnosed me with depression when I was in my late teens, early 20s. And he said, I need to put you on antidepressants. Now, I, I, I was depressed. I mean, I was mess. I had shingles and everything. I mean, here I am, 22 years old. I got shingles. Are you kidding me? The doc says, man, you're so stressed out. And, and so, but, but what, what I do here, but, but here's, let me give you some hope here. Let me give you some, because I'm going to tell you something. I do not struggle with depression today. Not even in my life. You can call me any name you want to call me. You can call me, you can say whatever. I don't care. I can see the greatest post of everybody's got something powerful. And I look at my life, I don't care. Because God has really have, has got me to a place in my life where I am content with my relationship with my God. And he's the one that I'm going to please. I, I can't keep up with everybody else. And I will hallelujah with you. Praise God how God's blessed you. I'm going to celebrate with you. But I'm not going to let your successes become depressing in my life. Because I can't meet that because I'm searching for happiness. No, I have the joy of the Lord in me. No matter what I face. So let me show you, give you some hope this morning if you're struggling with a little depression. I love this passage of scripture in Isaiah 61, verses 3. It says, To all who mourn, to all, that's everybody who's struggling with mourning about something. There's some of you this morning, you're hurting, you're mourning. What does he say? Who's, who's struggling with something in Israel, he will give a crown of beauty for ashes. Whatever ashes is in your life, he says, no, I'm going to take that away. I'm going to give you a crown of beauty. I'm going to swap that out. And then he goes on and says, a joyous blessing. There it is. Joyous blessing. What? Instead of mourning. This is what God wants to do. Festive praise. How many of you praise God this morning instead of despair? So what we should have did when you walked in this morning, the greatest thing I would do when I would be depressed, I would walk in and push myself and just praise God and push myself out of it. But festive praise instead of despair in their righteousness, they will be like great oaks. That's trees, trees that the Lord has planted for his own glory. Listen, I want to tell you this morning, all of us, you were all born to worship the Lord. That's what you were born for. That's what you were designed for. So when you walk in here, don't hold back. Worship the Lord in the way that you feel comfortable. Worship him. Just worship him. You know, some of you may want to lift your hands. That's fine. Some of you just may want to, you know, you know, take a few steps. Praise. That's good. Whatever you need to do. Some of you may only just go this high. I don't care. Just do something to worship the Lord. It's okay, you know. I don't know, who's that one dude that's, um, I don't know, a comedian or something. He says, you got wash the windows, you got, you got carry the baby, and just pick one and do it. You know, and then you got touchdown Jesus and whatever. But 
whatever you feel comfortable with. There's no right or wrong, but just do something, okay? It, uh, love, it, it, you know, worship is love expressed. You got to, if it's not expressed, it's not worship. And if it's not come from a heart of love, it's not worship. So anyway, do something to worship him. And here's something that I've learned as I was going through depression. Depression and worship cannot coexist together. You will drive it out of your life. When you just begin to worship the Lord, because the presence of the Lord will overwhelm you, and you'll start to feel better. But the sad part of that is, is once you leave and you walk out the door, the enemy's going to be there right in your face to try to throw that stuff back at you. What are you going to do then? That's where you need to make sure that you are filled with the Holy Spirit, because the joy of the Lord, no matter when you walk out the door, you still have God's joy living in you. Amen. Amen. And so I'm, I want to be like that, that, that oak tree, man, planted by that water. I love the way it puts it here in Psalms 1 and 3. He shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water. And this is what you have to have. When you have the presence of God living in your life, the Holy Spirit, and the joy of the Lord is there. So no matter what you face, that brings forth its fruit in its season, whose leaf also shall not wither, and whatever he does shall prosper. So no matter what you do, no matter what season you're in, no matter how bad life is, you will be able to survive through those seasons. You see, after God set me free from depression, I lived like this tree, and I was able to continue to survive Whenever things that used to bother me, I'm surviving now because I filled up on the joy of the Lord and I stopped looking at everything else to make me happy. I did, when I was depressed, I was looking at everyone else but, but, but God. I was trying to find answers to the problem that I was struggling with. And it all became about me. It all became about what people did to me. It, 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 all, it was all about what maybe my mom said about me or this person said about me. And I would focus on that day after day after day after day. And there are some of you this morning that people are spoken garbage over you. You need to rebuke that and get that out of your life right now. Because God's got wonderful things to say about you. And it goes on here and it says this about worship. And worship can really truly set us free. In Psalms 40 verses 2 and 3, it goes on and says, He also brought me up out of a horrible pit. Man, I've been there. I, I know what that pit feels like. I was laying in a bed for a solid two weeks, crying my eyeballs out, not knowing why I'm depressed. No reason, just, just crying. 20 years old, 21 years old. I was a mess. I was in a pit. But what does he say? He's brought me out of that horrible pit. When I connected him out of that miry clay, and he set my feet on a rock, okay, on that rock, and established my steps, and he has put a new song. Amen. How many needs a new song in my mouth? Praise to our God. Many will see it and fear and will trust in the Lord. That's God. Wow. So if you came this morning with a heavy heart, praise him. Lift your hands and begin to praise the Lord. Just walk in and do what God has created you to do. Push yourself out of that. You got to push yourself out of that. And so you come to the right place. So listen, and here's the one thing I also learned about depression. Depression is not who you are. It's what you're going through. 
If you, if you, well, I'm depressed, so I got to live like this the rest of my life. The doctor almost had me convinced I was going to have to live like that the rest of my life because he's a doctor and I believed him. Now, granted, there, there, there's hope. God gives us hope. And so don't give up on it, okay? Now, you take all the advice you need. Please listen to your doctor and do what he's telling you to do. But when he gets real negative on you, you need to confront him a little bit and say, hey, can I have a little more positive energy here, guy, please? Find a Christian doctor so he can begin to pray over you and say, I think God can get you through. Let's, just, let's manage this thing. But anyway, because depression is real. But I walked myself out of it. It took me six months to walk myself out of it. Why? Because I began to identify it was just what I was going through. It's just what I'm going through. It's not who I am. It wasn't who I am. And so joy and happiness are not the same. Joy's constant. And when you're connected to a constant God, you'll have constant joy. Very important you understand it. Number two, the antidote for depression is, is, is joy. It worship him. Just come and worship him. Now, now, here's my favorite two. And this is the one that really, really set me free. Okay, this one right here. If you're around me any length of time, you'll always hear me. And you'll see every service. I, when I die, I want it on my tombstone. The most happiest you'll ever be is when it's about other people. The most miserable you'll ever be is when it's about yourself. Man, that stuck with me. And God gave me that statement. He gave me that statement from this scripture right here, and I'm going to show it to you. This is where it came from. Let's go here, because number three, let's go number three, joy. I didn't, I didn't say what it is. Let's go back to the point. Joy comes from serving people, okay? Now let's go to the scripture. Proverbs 11, verse 25. The generous... The generous, someone's giving, not taking. You know, when I was depressed, it was about me. I was about me, taking, about me. And, but it's real. And you can't get yourself off of me because you're a victim or something happened. But the generous will prosper. And here's why. Those who refresh others, I'm going to go slow, will themselves be refreshed. You want to feel good? Find somebody. If you just feel like a, feel awful, go up to somebody and say, Renee, you're, you're awesome. You're amazing. God's got a blessing on you. You know, and, and look what happened. You started smiling. That smile made me feel good. Right there. See what? Because when you give a smile, you get a smile. When you refresh someone else, they refresh you back. Sometimes we just got to get over ourselves and understand that the world doesn't revolve around us. It doesn't revolve around me. God created me to worship him and be his vessel to be about refreshing other people. I want to be a vessel that's giving out all the time because the more I give out, guess what? God fills me back up. He refreshes me. So let's understand that. Let me give you this scripture here uh, in John chapter 15, verses 9 and 14. Now watch this. As the Father loved me, I also have loved you. Notice this. Abide in my love. If you will keep my commandments, you will abide in my love, just as I have kept my Father's commandments, and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you that, watch now, that my joy, his joy, may remain in you. Why would he say remain in you if he doesn't mean that? 
You can have constant joy in you day after day, moment after moment. He says, will remain in you and that your joy not only will remain, but it's going to be full. So no matter what you face, when you're connected to the one who's constant, who's constantly pouring joy into you, you're going to be full of joy and you're not going to run out of joy. Everybody understand? But why am I not happy? Why am I still going through this? I'll show it to you in just a second, okay? So what we have to do, empty yourself out on others, and the Holy Spirit will fill you up with joy. That's what God will do. And so one thing I'm learning about life, and I've learned this a long time ago, I can make more friends in just two weeks by being interested in other people than I can in two years trying to get other people interested in me. You ever done that? Nobody likes me. I don't have any friends. I can't believe it. Nobody, you know, just be interested in other people. Just, just, just love them. You know, I, I have friends I, in, in my life, and, and I want to be about them. I want to love them. I want to pour into them sometimes, you know. And we, we, it's, when you got good friends, it's a battle because they're always wanting to give to you, and you want to give to them. And, and I never want to feel like a taker. I want to give too. Come on, let me be part of the giving, you know, because uh, don't, don't rob me of blessings. But that's what, that's, what, that's what friendships does. But it helps you grow. When you pour yourself on other people, the Holy Spirit will see that, and he will fill you up with his joy. He'll fill you up with his joy. Pastor David, I'm wrapping it up. Come on, brother. Here's the last one. So number one, remember, joy and happiness are different. Happiness is based on conditions. Joy is constant. That's where you have to get to. But how do we really get into this? I'm going to show you right now. And the second thing is, is joy is the antidote for depression. And where's joy come from? You stay connected to God, and you'll have be full of joy, and it'll be constantly in you. You're not going to run out. And so when that joy is there, it's going to win the battle over depression right there. Okay, you're going to win that battle. And the third one is joy comes from serving people. That's the fun one. Get out of yourself. Start ministering to other people. If you're discouraged this morning, and listen to me, you may have been hurt. Um, You may have been wounded. You may have been betrayed. You may have lost a loved one. What you do is find someone else that's where you're at and pour yourself into that individual And when you give, God says he will refresh you back when you refresh others. But it's hard. I get it. I understand it, man. When when, when something's massive in your life and you're hurt, how do you push through? Man, you got to push. you got to know and put your hope in God and say, God, if this is real, God, I'm going to try it. I'm going to go for it. So, and here's the fourth and final one. Joy's free. It's a free gift from God. It comes as a complete package. When you're filled with the Spirit, as I've been sharing, joy comes with it. People ask, you know, why do I want to be filled with the Spirit? Because there are benefits that comes along with being filled with the Spirit. Why does the enemy not want you to be filled with the Spirit? Why does he try to get people afraid of the Spirit? Out of all the things in the Bible, why would you ever be afraid of God? It talks, it, why would you be afraid of scriptures in the Bible? Because there are people, because there's something silly, so people's put fear in people's minds 
about the Holy Spirit. Why can't you say the Holy Spirit? He's my best friend. <laughs> he lives inside of me. He's God. Just God the function as the Father, God functioning as the Son, and God functioning as the Holy Spirit inside of me as the Trinity. He is a person. I have God living in me, and he knows everything about everything, and he's not goofy. He's not silly. But the enemy tries to get you to think that. He's really been good with the world. Try to get him to shy away from it. Because if he can get you away from, shying away from the Holy Spirit, that's where the joy comes from. The joy's not going to come from the salvation alone and believing in Christ. And the joy's not going to come from being baptized in the water. The joy comes with the Holy Spirit. You can't produce it yourself. Well, let me show it to you here. It's a free gift. Let me read you this scripture. And before I got saved, I was a mess. I was a mess. But I want to show you something. I want to see if you could see the world here kind of today and where we're headed. Okay, Galatians 5, verses 19 and 23. When you followed the desires of your sinful nature, wanting to please yourself... The results are very clear. Now, this is the word, not me. Sexual immorality, impurity, lustful pleasures, idolatry, sorcery, hostility, quarreling, jealousy, outburst of anger. Y'all seeing any of this in the world today? Selfish ambition. There's the selfishness. I want, it's about me. Dissension. Division. Envy. Drunkenness. Wild parties. And other sins. Notice he called them all sins. We go live in a world right now. Someone goes, oh, they're not sinning. Well, he just said it was. Like these, I, I love the Bible because I don't have to, I don't get... I don't get beat up. It's he did it, not me. Okay. <laughs> Let me tell you what he says, though, you again, as I have before, that anyone living that sort of life, and this is scary, will not inherit the kingdom of God. Man, God. But it gets good. But what we've been talking about, the Holy Spirit. When you are filled with the Holy Spirit, this is what is produced, and you can't produce them. This is the package that comes with it. If you're here this morning and you're not happy, watch what happens. But the Holy Spirit produces this kind of fruit in our lives. Love. Joy. There it is. Joy's in there too. And it's constant, and it's remaining. You're struggling this morning. You get joy with this package. Peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. There's no law against these things. I'm telling you, when you are baptized with the Holy Spirit, nothing is going to get in your way from the Holy Spirit. It's going to lead you and guide you and direct you in the right way to go. You'll, feel, you'll experience this joy. And you go, why do I feel the joy? I just, my car just blew up and I still, I'm happy. Hallelujah. You know, that's what needs to happen. I got a flat tire. Oh, praise God. Now I got to go get this thing fixed. But hallelujah, I got the money to fix it then. Hallelujah. You know what I'm saying? It changes your whole entire life. But if we're looking for happiness in things, you'll never be satisfied. But it's the joy of the Lord. So put it this way. 
to constantly live with joy, stay connected to the one constantly giving joy. Now, I'm going to take it there. Uh, Last week, I talked about why is it so important to be filled with God's Spirit. Go ahead and come on up here, worship team. I'm getting lonely. All of you. Here's the reason why, and we're done. And why the enemy doesn't want you to have anything to do with the Holy Spirit. Man, he's good. He's got people afraid of the Holy Spirit. Are you kidding me? He's God. Now watch. And I I did it last week, and I feel like some of you need to get a recap and hear it again. There's three baptisms, and you go all the way back even to the Old Covenant, and it's right here too. The first one, when the priests came into the tabernacle, this tabernacle of Moses, the first thing that they were required to do was to go at the altar and sacrifice the lamb. That's salvation. That's what we do when we get saved right here. Okay. The second thing the priest was required to do was go to the laver. This was a bowl of water. What would he do? He would wash himself. That's his baptism with water. That's water baptism right here. Now, the third thing that he was required to do was anoint himself with the oil. What does the oil represent? It represents the Holy Spirit. If you wonder why, maybe, listen, you can be saved and you can be water baptized, but if you do not allow the Holy Spirit to have control in your life, you're not going to have the joy. Because where does the joy come from? The joy comes from here. The Holy Spirit. Where where, where does it happen? It comes from there. Where does the power come from? You shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes. It comes from here. But what do we do? Because of the world. God is so afraid of the Holy Spirit. Because of goofiness. We'll go, that's a little silly. So we try to go around the Holy Spirit. And the whole goal for the priest was to get into the most holy place. But what again, what happened if they did not follow the rules? What would happen if they did not follow the process and they tried to enter the most holy of holies to get into the presence of God? They would what? Die. I want you to get it. How many Christians today are walking dead men and women because they keep shying away from the joy, from the power, from what God has for them, and they're not getting into the presence of God. They can't feel God's presence. And because they can't feel God's presence, they're searching and looking for other things to make them happy. But they're saved, and they've been baptized, but there's no joy. There's no peace. There's no power. There's no anointing in our life. All because we got a world that's got us afraid of the Holy Spirit. This morning, you want to deal with depression? Go through it. Go on to the next one. You should go through every one of them and walk on into the presence of God. Walk into the joy. See, this is what Mariah did. This is what Melissa did right there. They went on through all of them and says, I'm no longer going to look to my husband for my happiness because he can't make me happy. I'm going to look to my Lord for my happiness and my joy and my peace. Amen. Amen. Come on. I want us to pray right now. If you're here, I'm telling you, God wants to set you free. He wants to give you your joy back. And the joy comes from him. Don't bypass the Holy Spirit. That's where your joy comes from. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you receive the whole package. And watch depression start. It can't stay there. It won't stay there. 
Father, I want to thank you for your word. I want to thank you for your power. And God, there are people here that, God, that have struggled all their lives. But God, this morning, set them free, God. Give them back that joy. God, bring joy into their life, God. It's constant because, God, the one who wants to give them the joy is you. And, God, you are constant. You are never changing, God. It's constant, God. And and I pray, God, this morning that you just fill them with your presence. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, God. Fill them back with that joy in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Would you stand with me?